Hey there, Mike Stelzner coming to you with a fascinating update you might not be familiar with. Did you know that Social Media Examiner can deliver all the marketing, training, news, and trends, insights that you need into your inbox three days a week when you sign up for our newsletter and it's completely free? Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates and take your marketing to the next level. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the show for marketers and for business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm very excited about today's show. Today, we're going to be joined by YouTube marketing expert Gideon Shalwick, and we're going to explore YouTube channels, why you might want to consider having a presence on YouTube, and what you need to know. You're going to absolutely love this interview. I got a ton out of it. I'm also going to take two caller questions on videos. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and do that right now. Fresh off the jungle trail, here's this week's social question. Hey, Michael, this is James Williams here um, from sportsmindednews.com. I have a quick question for you. What is the the way you can go about putting a thumbnail, a custom thumbnail for a picture that may not be yours onto your YouTube videos? Um, a perfect example would be on mine where I just have a custom graphic that I use for all of them um, on www.youtube.com slash sportsmindedofficial. Let me know what you think. Uh, is there maybe some other ones I can use to get better views? Or should I just continue sticking with the same graphic for every video? Okay. I'm lost in the shuffle. Thank Th- you. Thank Enjoy you. your podcast. Thanks, James. Uh, the audio broke up a little bit there. I'm apologizing for that. Here's the deal. The essence of what James is asking is, should his YouTube thumbnails be the same on every single video? And what he does currently is he has this little couple second introduction graphic with the title of his show and he makes that his default thumbnail for every single video. Now I'm going to argue that uh, you should not do that. Now he also said, should I put a picture in there that's someone else's picture? And I think that if I'm reading you correctly, James, what you're asking is maybe can you create some sort of a custom graphic or take an image that complements the video? And there's a couple things that I want to talk about here. First, um, using others' images, uh, you're going to want to be careful. You don't obviously get yourself into any licensing issues and use images that you should not. But what I do recommend you do instead is perhaps get a nice template. Maybe you have a friend who's a designer that designed your logo, can have you design some sort of template. And then maybe you can customize the words that should go into each one of those um, templates. Like for example, if it's all about sports and maybe you are talking about a particular sports figure this week, well, you could put the name of the sports figure into a graphic and that would be a customized thumbnail. Now, as far as how do you actually go about customizing your thumbnails on YouTube, here's what you need to do. The first thing that you need to do is you need to enable monetization on your video channel. Now, for those of you thinking, I don't want to sell ads, don't worry. Uh, all you have to do is enable it and simply turn, my understanding is you have to just simply turn on monetization for only one of your videos. So arguably you could choose one that's the least important, turn on monetization, 
and then you're able to do this. Now, how do you do this? You go to your YouTube channel settings and you click on features and then you'll look for monetization. Now, when I tried to do this, it was a little confusing at first because YouTube did not realize what country I was in. And it said that my country was not eligible for monetization. And I had to click around to figure out how to set the country. And once I set it to my country, the United States, all of a sudden I was able to turn on monetization. So you're going to have to fill around a little bit to figure out how to do that. Once you do that, the next step is to actually go into Video Manager in YouTube, click on any one of your videos, you'll see the opportunity for you to go ahead and do a custom thumbnail. And you can actually upload a thumbnail. And that's kind of cool. And we're going to talk in the interview about what kind of size your thumbnail should be and a little bit more about custom thumbnails. So James, I hope uh, that helps you. With that, let me go ahead and play the second question um, right now. Hello. My name is Dudas Butkus. Uh, my blog is easym6.com and I wanted to ask a question. Uh, I recently started uh, to do videos and I wanted to ask what are some good ways uh, and places where I could share my videos to, to get extra traffic and build my audience even faster. Thanks in advance for the answer. Well, Lydias, uh, thank you for asking that question. This episode you're going to love and you're going to want to listen to it because YouTube is really the answer. One thing you have to remember and a lot of people forget is who owns YouTube? Google owns YouTube. And Google, of course, wants to try to propagate YouTube. Therefore, YouTube is a spectacular way to help you with traffic. So keep listening to the podcast to learn uh, a little bit more and definitely explore YouTube. And now I want to share something else with you. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. One other thing. I forgot to mention at the end of the caller questions how you can call in with your questions. If you have a question on anything related to social media, you can visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash voicemail, and you'll be given the opportunity to record a very quick question. And if I like the question, I'll consider answering it on a future episode of the show. So with that, let's transition over to the interview with Gideon Shalwick, all about YouTube marketing. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I'm very excited to be joined today by Gideon Shalwick. If you don't know who Gideon is, he's the online video marketing expert. His blog and YouTube channel help businesses understand how to achieve success with YouTube. He also wrote the very popular ebook, Rapid Video Blogging. Gideon, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to sharing some great ideas with everyone. Well, thanks for coming. Uh, today, Gideon and I are going to explore why you should consider YouTube and what you need to know to get started. So, Gideon, um, there's probably a lot of people listening right now that are kind of like I was a little while ago, wondering what in the world, why should I consider YouTube for my business? Uh, can you kind of give us a little bit of the rationale as to why a business should consider YouTube? 
Sure. Well, you know, Mike, the, the timing for this is just excellent. You know, in the last year or two specifically, I've seen a massive increase in interest from businesses in particular when it comes to YouTube. Before that point, it was a little bit strange being around on YouTube and trying to use YouTube as a business tool because before then, you know, a lot of people used YouTube for very different purposes. But today, things have really changed a lot. And finally, uh, you know, I've, I've been doing it for uh, six years now, but finally, um, you know, the businesses have started waking up from uh, uh, to it and to the opportunity. And you know, if you just look at some of the statistics around that that YouTube shares on their site, you know, they, they're getting more than one billion unique users to their site. Wow. There's, there's, there's over six billion hours of video that are watched each month on YouTube, and you know, that's almost an hour for every person on Earth. And, and, and 50% more than last year. It, it's just staggering. Um, there's 100 hours of video uploaded to YouTube every single minute. And according to uh, Nielsen, YouTube reaches more U.S. adults aged uh, between 18 and 34 than any cable network. Now, That's if crazy. you're in business, yeah, if you're in business and you hear those sort of stats – um, it, it really just blows your mind. And, and you know, if you're not using it as a place to be and to interact with, you're really missing out on a, a massive audience. And you know, the other great thing about YouTube um, is that it is an amazing tool. Other than a place where a lot of your potential target audience is, it's an amazing tool to make a really good connection with your audience because you use video. And it's, it's a very, very powerful medium, of course. You know, it, it's really intriguing, too, because of the whole uh, mobile side of things, too, right? Because you've got people consuming the video now on their smartphones, right? I mean, that's got to be part of what's going on here, right? Oh, yes. Uh, you know, the mobile um, uptake is, is, um, you know, has, has just been phenomenal. And, um, you know, that's really uh, increased the number of views that, that YouTube's getting through, you know, through mobile views in particular. And, you know, that's a very interesting facet. Um, uh, if you're a business thinking about using YouTube, too, you know, you've really got to think about how you can include your mobile viewers into your uh, into your marketing mix and, and, and think about how you create your content that would be specifically useful for people watching it on their mobile devices. So that's definitely something you've got to keep in mind. Uh, because it, it is different when, when people watch a video on, on say, their computer uh, compared to on their mobile. And, you know, another trend that I think is, is really interesting now is, um, you know, how more and more people are starting to watch YouTube on their television screens. Mm. I mean, just a little uh, Chrome little device that came out uh, recently where you just plug it into your TV screen and then you can watch anything through your browser on, on your screen. I mean, that in and of itself is, is a massive game changer, you know. So, um, so mobile uh, and the television space, I think that's really something to watch in, in the coming few months and years uh, for YouTube. You know, one of the things that I've always struggled with is, and, and this is probably anybody who's focused not necessarily on consumers, but businesses might be wondering this, you know, for so long, the stuff on YouTube that seems to get the most exposure is the, you know, music, mo kid, the kid who can sing that shocks the world, you know what I'm saying? Or the, or the crazy antics done by your cat. Yeah. So what about for the business people that are trying to target other businesses? Is there space for them on YouTube? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, what, what's been happening, and, and this has specifically been the case over the last um, uh, two years, um, if you look at the videos that went viral, uh, the ones for 2012, um, eight out of 10 of them were 
not your average cat or baby videos. They were all professionally produced. Eight out of 10 of them were professionally produced by someone who knew what they were doing. So it wasn't just someone with a webcam or with their handy cam walking around filming their, their family or their cats or their animals or whatever, and, and, and then it went viral. Um, so, so that was a, a real big telltale that the game has changed on YouTube. That's one thing. Um, the other thing is, is just looking at the demographics of YouTube, the, the, the people and age groups um, who are on YouTube. I mean, that, that little stat there from uh, YouTube that you know, reaches more U- U.S. adults uh, between 18 and 34 than any other cable network. It, it's also really interesting when you look at um, – I mean, if, if I look at my stats on my channel, um, there's a little bit of a spike for the, the younger crowd, but then there's a massive spike. Uh, my, my biggest spike is uh, for the, I think it's a 35 to uh, 55-year-old um, uh, age group. Now, that's a telltale sign. I mean, those uh, that, that audience are, they're not necessarily people that are just searching for funny cat videos or baby videos. You know, they're, they're there to find out other information. Yeah, they're professionals. And other information. Yeah, they're the professions. And what's really exciting is that, um, in a way, there is still um, a lot of space, so to speak, open in YouTube for a lot of other niches to be developing. So, and, and what I've noticed over the last two years is that they have been developing. And, and it's a prediction I made uh, about three years ago because three years ago, it was a little bit different. And I said, look, now's the opportunity. Um, there's a lot of niches wide open. Get on it. Start creating your content so that you know, when, when the big wave comes of business people coming on, you'll be well positioned. And you know, I think we are still really at the start of the game where there's a lot of opportunity to, to, uh, to delve into on YouTube to, to really give you a, a ton of exposure for your business. Well, and I don't have the uh, the report in front of me, but we did a uh, um, our our 2013 social media marketing industry report, and the area that marketers most wanted to learn more about or most planned on increasing their activities for this year was video marketing. It's one of those two. I'm pretty right. sure it was the one they most planned on increasing their activities in was video. So, um, folks that are listening right now. Um, we're at an inflection point in two different niches right now, in the podcasting niche and in the video niche. It seems like consumers are now beginning to accept these alternative mediums, and they are actually augmenting and replacing, in the case of podcasting, replacing terrestrial radio, and in the case of YouTube, replacing traditional television. And of course, I'm sure this is supported by um, user view behaviors with Netflix and Hulu and all the other providers that are out there. So I think the moral of the story here is that um, it's not too late, right, Gideon, to get onto the bandwagon oh, here. No, absolutely not. I mean, it's it's um, it's just massive, you know. And and the other cool thing about um, the way that this is developing is that there's another stat showing that uh, I think it's about 70% of um, visitors to YouTube are outside the U.S., uh, which is very exciting. It means that you've got a worldwide audience um, of people uh, coming to the site and, and that you as a business can get a worldwide audience and access to a worldwide audience. And, and that is really, really exciting. So, um, and, and the other thing about YouTube to remember is that, um, you know, it, 
you, there are really no competitors in a place like YouTube. There are only collaborators. That's the way I look at it. You, when you see someone in a similar space as yourself, the way I look at them is that it's instead of a competitor, it's really someone that you can collaborate with. And, and that really opens up the, um, the way to look at it as well because each business has their own angle. Each business has their own personality. And, and you use that and collaborate with others in your, in your, in your same area to really give you that um, uh, access to, to your target audience, which is, which is tremendous. I have the report in front of me now. 69% of marketers plan on increasing their YouTube marketing in 2013. Great. Increasing. I'm so glad to hear that, you know. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a big deal, um, folks. Listen up. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that because I've, I've been, um, you know, the, the first time that I started experimenting for real on YouTube was, uh, you know, I don't know, five or six years ago. It was about a year just after YouTube started. And, uh, you know, back then it really was just a, a lot more younger people and um, not as many businesses. And, you know, I looked at it from a very different perspective. I, I asked the question, could I use YouTube um, as a way to build my audience for my business as opposed to just, um, you know, getting famous or, uh, you know, getting a lot of views and, and having fun with it? Uh, I really looked at it from a business uh, perspective. And um, I was... I was amazed when I did my first case study. I, I teamed up with uh, a magician and, um, or, you know, he approached me one day and he said, Gideon, it was just after the, the GFC hit and he said, Gideon, I'm, I'm a magician. I'm, I'm just local here in, in, in Brisbane, Australia and I'm, I'm struggling to, uh, to find local business, you know, and, and I noticed you've been doing stuff online. Um, can you help me, um, you know, do something about it? <laughs> I said, well, okay. Uh, why don't we do a case study together? Um, you know, I, I didn't think he could afford my services at the time, so we just said, let's just do this thing together and see what happens. And so, so basically, we just started throwing up some videos on on YouTube, and the the purpose of it was to help give JJ the magician more exposure, and 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 to give him a worldwide uh, audience. And you know, that just went from strength to strength. With, with within a month, we we knew that there was something up. And uh, we just got a ton of views um, from from people all over the world, and we knew that there was there was really opportunity. And you know, since then we, we've you know that channel has really it's had millions and millions of views. I think it's sitting on about seventy thousand subscribers now. And you know, the, the, so we, we we took JJ from from just a, a local Brisbane based business to now. Uh, a business that is is global with a global audience, and you know we really couldn't have done that without YouTube. So it, that's awesome. It still it still blows my mind the the opportunity that is available for businesses to to leverage YouTube. Okay, so let's talk strategy here. Um, I'm sure that someone listening right now is saying, "Okay, you've made a strong case, but I want to be thinking about how to do this right." So for someone who's thinking about starting a YouTube channel, what's like the first couple things I got to get their head around? When putting a strategy together, well, I'm I'm very strategic in the way that I go about uh, setting up YouTube channels, or, or when I advise people on on how to do that. And I'm really glad you're asking this question because um, a lot of people go about it kind of the wrong way. They they think that it's all about just getting the views on YouTube, and uh, you know if you can get the views, then you're all sweet. And it's not quite the case. You need to um, take a few steps back. And and make sure you you start at the on the right foot, 
And the place where I always start is with uh, something called the hedgehog concept, which is, you know, if you're in business and you've read a book from uh, Jim Collins, uh, Good to Great, you'll be familiar with this. Um, but, w- I mean, would you like me to go through yeah, that? Yeah, please. I mean, just give me a high level on what that is. All right. So the hedgehog concept is, is really just, it, it, it's from the old fable, the, the hedgehog and the fox. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the hedgehog um, is uh, a little animal that, that's just really good at one thing when, when, it, when it gets attacked. Um, it just rolls into a little ball and its spikes come out and, and nothing can touch the hedgehog. Um, and the fox, on the other hand, is the kind of animal that, that tries all sorts of different strategies um, and, and um, you know, never really become good at any one. So on day one, he might attack the hedgehog from the side and the hedgehog just rolls into a ball and the fox can't do a thing. The following day, the, the fox tries to attack from, from the top. He jumps on top of him and, um, and once again, the hedgehog just rolls into a ball and the fox can't get to him. And the next day, the fox digs a hole underneath and the same thing, you know, just the, the hedgehog is just so good at that one thing that the fox can't get to him because the fox never becomes really good at any one thing. Hmm. And so that's the, the fable of the, the hedgehog thing. And, 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 you know, there are two kinds of businesses. There are hedgehogs, hedge, hedgehogs and, and foxes out there. And you've got to ask yourself the question, you know, what kind of business do you want to be? Do you want to be a hedgehog or do you want to be a fox? And so when you start with that sort of um, question in mind, um, it really helps you think about the whole strategy for using YouTube. And um, in, in, in more uh, specific sense, the hedgehog concept is defined as the overlap of three things. Um, it's your area of, of passion, you know, the things that you or your business are really, really interested in. You just, you just love talking about it. You love, you know, that, that's like the ethos of your business. The second area is, is your area of skill or the thing that you can become the best at in the world. Um, and the third one is how you can make money from it. And, and Jim talks about you, your profit per X. Now, where those three things overlap in the middle, it's like a Venn diagram. When they overlap in the middle, um, that's your HR concept. So something that you're passionate about, something that you be- can become the, the best at or one of the best at in the world. And, and then, you know, how you can make money from it. So you use that as a starting point for thinking about um, the next thing, which, which is really, um, you know, who you're trying to target on YouTube, as you know, is it your current audience that you already have in your business? If you're a new business, you know, is it you know, just asking the question, who exactly is it that you're trying to target? Once you have a good handle on that, because just step taking a step back, um, the 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 who question is really based around your hedgehog concept. Once you, you're really clear on your hedgehog concept, you can ask that question: Who is it that I want to target with my business? And from there, you can then ask the question: Okay, what kind of problems do they have? Mm-hmm. And the way to then use YouTube is to ask the question: How can I help solve their problem with YouTube uh, by providing? Uh, the right kind of content to help solve their problem or introduce them to uh, a solution to their problem through what I do on YouTube. And so, you know, if, if you go through those sort of um, thinking processes, the, the hedgehog, target market, what problem that your target audience has and the solution that you can bro- provide for them, the rest of it becomes so much easier to try and help you figure out a great content marketing strategy, a video content marketing strategy because then it's based on something that you're passionate about you know you, you're really good at it and you know you're going to make money from it and you know that the effort you're going to put into it is only going to help you grow your business for the long term and set you up for, for long-term success. And I'm imagining some of the businesses that are listening right now might substitute the make money 
from drive exposure or generate leads, you know what I mean? Um, which indirectly probably feeds the money chain. Um, for example, if social media examiner were to have a YouTube channel, um, I think our, our, um, hedgehog thing would probably be, you know, well, our audience I know is busy marketers and, um, I know what we're good at, which is the how to stuff and that's what they want. So, um, I would imagine putting out regular how to videos that are short and to the point that show them how to do something that they want to know how to do. For example, how to use hashtags on Facebook, you know, um, and kind of becoming known for that and then figuring out a way to, to, to monetize that in our particular case, it might be to drive them to articles that we've written, you know, and hopefully they'll get on a subscription list, you know, is that, does that work? Oh, absolutely. And the, the way I look at YouTube is there's, there's two purposes um, or two functions that YouTube um, serves for my business. The first one is getting exposure. So, you know, you're not necessarily getting direct monetization from YouTube. Yes, you can, but, it, you know, it's really pittance compared to the rest of um, the way you can build your business. So that's the first thing, uh, getting exposure. The second one is building relationship. So those two things really go hand in hand. You can't really have them separate. You need to be building exposure as you're building relationship with your audience. Those are the two most important things when you look at YouTube. And then from there, once you've built audience and you've built a relationship with your audience, you have the choice. And this is, this is the powerful thing. You have the choice how you want to redirect that attention that you're getting from YouTube. So, for example, like you say, you could you could be redirecting that attention that you're getting on YouTube to your own blog uh, and to your blog, blog articles. You could, for example, send people to uh, an offer that you have on your own site. Um, you could send them perhaps to something that you're giving away for free, like a, a free report or a free book or a free course or, or whatever it is, whatever you're trying to achieve with uh, with your your marketing strategy. So, and, and from there, you can monetize that. You know, you can. Uh, you can, uh, you know, once once you have the relationship built with people, you can start thinking about okay, how can I help serve these Peter, uh, these these people in a better way, and and provide them with more value, and that they may, may be willing to pay for. I hope synapses are connecting in your mind, people <laughs> that are listening right now. Um, I've, I've got a couple of questions. Um, let's get down into some tactical things um, and some technical things. Um, YouTube subscribers. I see a lot of videos that say, please subscribe, you know, and point to wherever the subscription button happens to be. Um, Help me understand the mechanics of this. Is there a direct correlation between the number of subscribers and the actual video views? Said another way, how are subscribers notified of how you have new videos? Help me understand kind of the connection between subscribers to the channel and, and, and video views. Sure. Um, well, there's, uh, there's two correlations there. One is a direct correlation and one is indirect. Um, the direct correlation is that um, the more subscribers you have, the more people will see your video updates in their subscription stream whenever you upload a video. So whenever, whenever like if you're subscribed to a channel on YouTube, you, you get to see uh, you know, all, your, all your subscriptions inside YouTube. And you know, for regular YouTube users, um, you know, for me, for example, and, and other regular YouTubers, you'd, you'd often go there first and you go, what's new? Who else has uploaded a video to, to their channel for me to go and have a look at it? It's almost so it's like, like a, Facebook or LinkedIn or something. It, exactly. It's like um, uh, uh, LinkedIn or Facebook or uh, you know, 
people don't talk about it as much anymore, but an RSS feed on, on your blog. You know, people get, get updated whenever uh, there's new content. So the more subscribers you have uh, on your YouTube channel, the more chance you have of them seeing your video content in their subscription feed, which increases your chance of getting getting viewed, of course. Now, that's that's the direct correlation for getting more views. And unfortunately, or I'll start with this. Um, it you know it, it depends on a, on a few factors. You know um, uh, how one massive one is how old your subscribers are. Um, you know, and uh, if if in terms of how long ago they subscribed to your channel, if if they're uh, a little bit old, you know, in terms of you know if they subscribed a long time ago, uh, you know they may not be as engaged anymore. So even though you might have an, an update, they may not necessarily you know, watch, uh, uh, access the YouTube channel anymore. So that's one thing. The other thing is um, how engaged your audience is with your content. Uh, you know, that's very important. So if you have a very engaging audience, you're obviously going to get more views from your current subscribers. So those people are going to keep on coming back to your channel. Now, the the area where it's the, the um, uh, where the correlation is indirect is that YouTube... Um, the algorithm for, for, for ranking your videos on YouTube uh, looks at your number of subscribers as one of the things to help uh, uh, help them decide whether your content is relevant or not. Oh. So, for example, um, if, if all f- other things are equal and there are two uh, videos out there on exactly the same topic, but you happen to have um, you know, 20,000 YouTube subscribers – and the other uh, video uh, channel owner only has uh, 200 uh, subscribers. Your chance of getting ranked in the YouTube search engine is much, much higher than uh, the other person who didn't, who doesn't have as, as many subscribers. Now, just keep in mind this is the this number. Regardless of, of whether your views are higher, right? So, yes. Well, so so what's happened with YouTube is that, and and this is kind of good for business. Um, in the past. Um, the number one way your videos would get ranked would be basically by the number of views you could get. And um, that really got um, manipulated a lot and abused by a lot of people. So people would send a lot of fake views to the videos. And so, of, of course, YouTube caught on to that and, and changed the algorithm. So now it's not just about views. It's not just about subscribers. It's not just about one particular thing. It's, it's a range of things. So subscribers happens to be one of those ones that, that has a, a heavier weighting um, than some other things. Um, so YouTube looks, they do look at views, but they look at your number of subscribers too. And, and very, very importantly, they look at the engagement that your audience has with your videos. That That is the most important thing now. Like the number so, of comments and likes and all that? Yep. So comments, likes, um, and shares, especially the social media shares, you know, um, uh, I've, I've just started using a wonderful tool uh, recently that, that shows you uh, when, when you look at some of the, the videos that go viral, you go you, you can go into more detail and see what's been happening. And a, a lot of them um, has, has this tremendous amount of social sharing. You know, in, in, for your our listeners today on, on Social Media Examiner, that I, I guess that'll be a, um, quite a nice thing to hear because you can use social media to help um, drive that. Yeah, what's that tool? I mean, everybody wants to know now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just um, double check that. It is called, um, it's from vidiq.com. Um, and let me just have a quick look here. 
Now, why why you're doing that? So, just so I can summarize a little bit, what I hear you saying is that YouTube doesn't like automatically email subscribers letting them know you have a new video. It's pretty much they have to be logged in and active users of YouTube in order to see your videos, right? It's not like uh, email just gets sent out to everybody who's a subscriber. Uh, there is an option for people to subscribe via email. I'm not sure that how many people actually. And it's not do a default that. setting, obviously. So. No, it's it's not as obvious, um, and um, uh, you know perhaps YouTube has has their reasons, but there is a way around that. Um, so so what I do to, to really um, dramatically increase um, you know my uh, my audience and my audience engagement is that at the same time as people subscribing to my YouTube channel, I also get people to subscribe to my own newsletter my own email newsletter. And so what I do is, uh, you know, I, I build this audience on YouTube, but then I get them to subscribe to my own email newsletter. And from there, whenever I have a new email, uh, a new video out, I send out an email straight to the YouTube video. There you go. And and boom. So, so people do then get that update through either the YouTube subscription uh, feed or if they're on my email subscriber list, then they, they get immediate access to that video as well. So that's a really nice little trick for, for helping you get a lot more views than you would just through your subscription um, uh, area. Just chime in whenever you find that tool. I want to ask you the next question. Um, um, you offer a lot of educational videos on YouTube, and I've watched quite a few of them. And I think that's probably a, a pretty smart strategy for a lot of marketers that are listening. Um, so if folks want to use YouTube to quote unquote provide, you know, um, educational content to their audience, what kind of tips would you have? And related to this, does it make more sense to do a talking head kind of tip where you're just looking at a person's face or does it make sense to maybe do some, um, showing screen sharing, that kind of stuff? You know what, I, I, I think um, because of uh, the evolution of YouTube, um, it is very, very important these days to have super high engagement with your audience. And you know, engagement comes through, like we said, your comments and the likes and the shares and all this sort of stuff. But it also comes through how active and how long, uh, how active people when they watch your video and how long they watch your video for. So in other words, do they watch your whole video or do they sort of drop out after 30 seconds? So... So if you know that, you know that's a, an extremely important metric that YouTube looks at for for helping rank your videos. Um, so, so when you keep that in mind when you create your content, you got to ask yourself the question: How can I make this engaging? Now, if you're only going to have um, educational videos with only screen capture kind of content or only slides, your your chance of losing people is going to be higher than if you had, say, a talking head video combined with showing people what's happening on the screen. So I always like to say, you know, um, get your face in there. Um, that That's one of the key things that really helps people engage uh, because they see a real person and they know that there's, there's someone real there uh, and they, they see your body language and then combine it with with stuff that's happening on the screen. It's it's not too hard to do. Um, but the, the the great benefit is that you you increase that engagement that you're getting with people when they watch your videos. So, so you know, I, I would say you know if, if you're doing educational kind of stuff, talking head video plus showing how to do stuff on screen, and you know you can even do um, screen whiteboards as well. The whiteboard stuff works tremendously well. Um, Khan Academy is uh, Khan Academy Academy is a great example of that where he, he purely just um, draws stuff on a, on a black screen or white screen. Um, and, and it's very engaging. Um, so it's it's not just slides. It's not just capturing your screen, but it's 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 thinking about how you can make it engaging for sure. How do you spell Khan? 
K-H-A-N. Ah, perfect. So, we'll have that in the show notes. Um, yeah. I'm going to play a little clip from one of your videos, and I want you to talk about what you're doing here. So hang tight for two seconds while it comes up. Sure. I think I've figured out what your biggest block is to creating awesome videos. And it has something to do with this right here. And you're showing a cactus. You're watching to find out what this might be. Okay, tell us what, <laughs> tell us what you're doing right there. All right, so that's that's the first few seconds of uh, a video that I just did recently, and um, it's um, you know the first few seconds of your video is the most important part of your video. It's the most important part of your video to get people engaged, and so you've got to think very carefully about what kind of content you want to have right at the start of your video. And I call this the um, the Z factor or the Z factor, depending if you're in America or in Australia. <laughs> um, over here we call it the, you know, I, I just call it the Z factor. And the Z or the Z comes from um, Zaganik. Uh, now Zaganik was a uh, Russian psychologist um, in the early 1900s, I think, and she basically came up with um, this uh, this study that uh, she showed when whenever she would suspend the uh, content that she was teaching to her students um, during the day. So um, she would get better engagement from her audience. So for example, she would teach maybe half the lesson in the morning and then suspend the rest of it until the afternoon. And she found that whenever she did this, her students would just get really, really engaged. And um, and you know, since then, that principle has really been used uh, tremendously in uh, a number of other activities. And uh, the, the best it's like a, we call that a cliffhanger here in America. Well, the cliffhanger is what happens at the end. Oh, I see. Gotcha. That's what I call the X factor. <laughs> but the, the the Z factor, or the you know, getting getting the Zaganik effect happening, is is really about creating intrigue hmm. and, and and creating mystery right at the beginning of your video and, and creating an open loop. So it's an open loop. The cliffhanger you use right at the end to to leave people hanging so they can keep on coming back. But so I use these little open loops at the beginning. To, to create mystery and intrigue. And what that does is it opens up this loop to get people to keep on watching and watching the rest of the video until I, I close that loop. So it's a very, very powerful mechanism to, to get people engaged and, and getting them to watch uh, your video. Um, and, you know, I, I, so it's very important to, to make sure you, you really grab people right at the beginning of your videos. Okay, so, I mean, it, it's, it's almost like what I would call a teaser. I mean, in some regards, you're like... Um, yes. Y- y- you could say... Um, be sure to watch this whole video because by the end of it, you will be able to do blah or something like that, right? I mean, that's another way of doing it. But in this case, it was a little bit more mysterious because it's like, what the heck does that cactus have to do with anything? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know and the, have you found it works? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I uh, often get people commenting on it and, you know, saying, oh, that's a cool idea. Um, you know, the, the thing is, um, there, there are so many people on YouTube and, and, you know, there are a lot of content creators and, and so you're competing with everyone else on YouTube, but at the same time, you're also competing um, with um, Skype. You're competing with email, and I'm talking about attention here. You're competing with for people's attention, and you've got Skype as a distraction. You've got email as a distraction. You've got distraction. You've got um, other YouTube videos as a distraction. Uh, you've got the phone. You've got people's family. You've got colleagues. Everything is a distraction, and and so you really got to find a way. So so just sort of saying what's coming up in the video is is good. But you can you can enhance that by by introducing uh, what's called an interrupt, and and this is where you basically introduce something that people don't expect. You know, it's something just it can be something really small, something really um, 
But it's the the point of it is that it's just different. Ah, and could this be one? Hold on. Is that could that be one that little weird thing? Because oh, um, I notice all throughout your videos you have these little like audio transitions that happen. Is that an interrupt or is that something different? There, there are different kind of interrupts. So, so, so what I'm talking about in terms of the just the the um, uh, you know the uh, the first part of your video, the first bit of content, um, you know. There is your words and when what you say and stuff like that. But then it's also something you can do something a little bit strange. Like one of the videos I did recently was that um, I um, I was I was talking about what I was going to uh, say inside the video. But then at, at one point I had um, uh, I, I flicked on my my sunnies, my sunglasses onto my eyes, and I got my video editor to sort of make them appear onto my eyes uh, instantly. And it was just something that sort of people would go, hey, wow, what just happened? There's something strange that happened there. And it creates an interrupt where they huh. it sort of just wakes them up from from whatever um, trance or whatever they're in at the moment to to make them go, hey, hang on, there's something cool happening here. Huh. And so you combine that with uh, with creating intrigue and mystery uh, before you, you get into the rest of your video. Okay, um, another question. I noticed that nearly every one of your videos has um, a pretty interesting custom thumbnail. Can you can you just because um, give me kind of the brief skinny on like what people need to be thinking about when it comes to custom thumbnails? All right, so custom thumbnails are uh, very important for getting more views and and, and sort of standing out um, among everyone else on YouTube. So um, you know, once again, if you look at people's subscription feed, you know they might be getting ten new videos or twenty new videos a, a day in in their feed. And the way people scan is, is they, yes, they look at text, but they first look at the image. So if your image is more compelling than the, the video just below yours, then you're going to get more attention. You're going to get a better chance of, of getting a click and getting people to actually watch your video. Um, so it's in a subscription, subscription feed, but it's also whenever your video gets um, uh, at, you know, shown in the, in, the, in the search results on YouTube, it's your thumbnail that shows up. And so if you've got a, a thumbnail that draws people's attention, your chance of getting clicked on is just so much higher. So, so what I do to help uh, make this happen is I, I do two things. I have um, something that's visually attractive that, that grabs people's attention and this can be bright colors or, you know, I always try and have my face in there uh, because, you know, people's attention definitely gets attracted to uh, your face or somebody's face. And uh, and then some colorful graphics or something that you know that makes just attracts people's uh, eyes to that image. So that's the first thing. The second thing I do is I have um, some text on my uh, my thumbnail as well. And and often it's it's just the title of my uh, my video. Um, and it's it's normally some compelling uh, uh, text you know that would make people want to click on it and, and, and watch the rest of the video. So, so those two things combined will definitely help you get that increase in attention from people, um, especially when, you know, when you're being compared to, to other videos on YouTube at the same time. Um, is there any, like for somebody who's listening right now who might have like a, you know, access to a graphic designer and they want to create kind of a, a graphic, is there any kind of dimension size or pixel size that's the ideal size in creating these custom thumbnails? Um, I normally just make mine uh, 1280 by 720 uh, pixels. Gotcha. And and you know that's that's enough for for HD HD. I I can't remember now because it's been my I, someone else does it for me. But I you know that's that's just what we stick to. That's that's big enough to to give you a, that that nice clear and crisp uh, look and feel. So um, yep. you can you can experiment with the, the bigger size, but it's important to make sure you get that nice 16 to 9 ratio. 
um, that you know all the videos are on YouTube now. So so don't do the four by three ratio. Do make sure it's sixteen to nine, which is you know and twelve eighty by seven twenty is is one of those ratios. Perfect. Um, let's see here. Um, one thing that I've noticed when when I'm looking at your YouTube channel, um, you have this persistent little um, thing in the bottom left, which is like a little call to action to another video. How? And it says uh, free video clips uh, that boost your channel. And then it shows you and it shows a little time marker on it. For, for folks that are listening right now, how do they actually put this persistent little thing in the bottom left corner? And is it something that can be easily changed? And can it be across all of your videos? Yeah, that's a cool little feature that YouTube introduced uh, probably about a year ago, I think. Um, and um, it's, it's really neat because... Uh, it allows you to select any of your videos. I think it might actually be any video for that matter um, on YouTube, but you know you you want to use your one of your own ones. So you can select any video on your channel and get it displayed there at the, at the left bottom, and it shows on all your videos on your whole channel. And if you think about the the consequences of this, it's pretty cool. If you're running an event and you want to let everyone who everyone watching your videos anywhere on YouTube be aware of that, you can, you can make that happen. Okay? So, so if you're running a webinar, for example, or, you know, uh, if, or if you just want to send people to a specific video on your channel that, that say, promotes something, something that you have on your, on your website. Very, very useful for that. And you can change it instantly. Um, it is really, really cool. Wow. Now, the way to, the way to do that is to uh, go to your channel settings inside YouTube. So just if, once you're logged in, um, look for... Uh, channel settings, and you might have to go to your video manager first to be able to see the channel settings um, area. So you click on that, and then look for in-video programming, and it's um, and then from there you look for the featured video. There's two things you can do: you can uh, you can add your little logo um, inside your video as well, um, and then the other thing you can do is this, this featured video. It's called featured video, and from there you can select. Um, when you'd want this uh, little video to appear, uh, you know, at the beginning of your video, at the end, uh, right throughout your video, um, and you can also select which video you want to uh, to be featured like that. So it's, it's a pretty cool little feature. I love it. Does that work with embedded video, or is that only when they're watching on YouTube? I'm pretty sure it works with embedded video too, because if you if you go to my blog where I embed all my videos, uh, it also has it on there. And and so what's cool is when people click on that, it goes to that video on YouTube that people can then watch. And and um, so it's a tremendous. That could be little, huge um, because if someone thing. embeds some of your videos because they're really useful, then you could get like free advertising on their website, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it is really cool. I mean, the other way of, of thinking about it is that if if you have a a big audience on YouTube, you could you could potentially sell that space wow. as advertising as well. You could have someone else's video on there and they pay money for it. But just 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 as a as a um, precaution, just make sure it, it, it goes with the YouTube guidelines. Um, right. you know, they they get a little bit um, um, uh, particular uh, particular about you know um, ad income because they you know, obviously want to promote their uh, the, the partner income that, that people can get through through um, AdSense, uh, etc. So, so just make sure that um, I haven't double checked that one whether you, you're allowed to do that, but um, you can check that under the YouTube guidelines. Okay. Well, um, 
If you're listening right now, hopefully your mind is going crazy with all the possibilities. Um, I know that I am like excited about this. <laughs> and um, it's really amazing. I mean, you have getting you've really opened my eyes to a lot of things that I didn't even fathom could be possible with YouTube. And I hope a lot of people that are listening right now uh, re-listen to this podcast and start thinking about this. Um, were you able to find that tool, by the way? Oh, yes. Um, be- before I uh, reveal the tool, um, it you know, I think we've really just scratched the surface. There's there's so much you can do with YouTube as a business um, to to really help you get exposure, you know. And 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 then once you've got the exposure, you know, you can decide what you want to do with it. Um, so, you know, I think there's there's so much to to do there. It's so exciting. Um, the the tool um, I I couldn't quickly find the name, but basically it is um, it's so if if you just Google uh, vidIQ. Chrome extension or a Chrome plugin. Uh, it's a it's a plugin that you can use on Chrome. And basically, what it does is once you've installed it, uh, whenever you watch a, a video on YouTube, it it tells you um, a, a ton of the behind the scenes statistics. So huh. things like you know obviously how many views that video's had, but also how many um, shares it had on on tweet uh, on Twitter, how many Facebook comments it had, how many Facebook likes. Wow. Um, you know all this sort of stuff. What keywords they're using? That's tremendously useful for you as a, you know, a business owner to look at other videos in your in your area, in your in your niche, and 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 you go and look at, um, you know, what what your collaborators instead of your competitors, what they're doing, and and how you can, um, you know, learn from that uh, when you're creating your own videos and optimizing it uh, to get more views and, and more exposure. So it's v i v i d i q, right? Yeah, v i d i q. And, and it's a Chrome extension. It's a Chrome extension, yes. Gideon, I want to ask you where can folks learn more about video marketing, and particularly you. And I also do want you to mention your book, which I understand 40,000 people have read it and it's free. So why don't you tell people where they can get that and where they can learn more about you? Sure. Um, uh, if, if people want to get a copy of it, it's about 80 pages, 80 to 90 pages long. And it, and it goes through my whole whole strategy for you know, going through the hedgehog concept, you know, what, what equipment to use, how to create your content, uh, thinking about a content uh, 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 creation strategy. Um, the, the whole, the whole, my whole system is uh, that I, that I uh, talk about in there. Um, if they want to get access to that, it's uh, at rapidvideoblogging.com. Gideon, are there any other resources that you want to mention? Uh, you know, Mike, thanks for asking. I, I think there is something uh, that I think would be very useful for our particular audience and our listeners, and that's a business that I've been working on for the last uh, year or so. And, and we focus more on creating tools for video content producers. So um, I'm currently working on a, a brand new resource, a, a report that goes into, uh, you know, how to be a much more effective video content creator and, and how to get this stuff done much faster. So it might be useful for, for people who are interested in, in, in looking at the bigger strategy and getting content out much faster and much better sort of content as well. Um, if they're interested in this, they can uh, hop on over to splashio.com and uh, it should all be ready there by, by the time this podcast goes live. Can you spell that for me? Sure. It's uh, splash, like a water splash, and then E-O at the end. So S-P-L-A-S-H-E-O.com. Splashio.com. Gideon, thank you so much for uh, joining me on today's show and sharing all your insight with us. Uh, I know that for me, it was extremely rewarding. Oh, thanks for having me, Mike. Um, and you know, just let me know when I, whenever I can help. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that uh, episode. I know that I took a lot of notes. And in case you did miss anything, 
You can always get the show notes at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 55. You can also leave your comments and questions for myself or Gideon. And you haven't already done so, please do me a favor and head over to iTunes. Um, a couple things you can do. You can visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes. And if you're not already a subscriber to the show, uh, hit the subscribe button. And then also click on the ratings and reviews. And I would love you to give a star rating. And if you have time, a written review would be awesome. Last thing I want to share is um, socialmediaexaminer.com slash love. If you go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash love, you can let your friends know about our podcast and that helps us grow. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. It's my true pleasure to come to you every single week with this podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner, and I will be back next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.